You've often heard it said that the Christian religion has caused much of the pain in the world today. Therefore, sensible men and women should steer clear of it. After all, it was the holy wars. There's no doubt that the Crusades that were sponsored by the Christian religion were injurious to both the Christians and their enemies. Thousands were killed on both sides in the fighting. Many of these crusades were to recover the Holy Land from the Muslims, and some were for far more mercenary purposes. Still remain as a tragic blight on humanity. Today, the history of what happened during the Crusades is used by many Islamists to fan the flames of Muslim anti-Western hatred, all because of the Christian religion. But it ain't necessarily so. The hateful idea that Christians should attack certain countries to relinquish control of territory is an idea that was never written about in the oldest documentary evidence concerning Jesus the Christ. This is the New Testament of the Bible. Nowhere in these writings did he ever suggest violent acts, such as the Crusades. According to Jesus, his followers, either corporately or individually, are not to punish or harm those whom they think to be sinners. God will do the judging. The Crusades were not part of the Christian religion at all. They were spurred on by man-made propaganda masquerading as Christian doctrine. The men behind this propaganda purposely changed what Jesus taught and substituted their own hateful ideas to increase their power. Then there's the inquisitions and pogroms. Again, it's clear the despicable acts perpetrated by various Christian groups to punish the sinner resulted in thousands of maimed and dead. The result of these organized hate attacks remains today as certain Christian factions fight against one another, for example, in Northern Ireland. All because of the Christian religion. But it ain't necessarily so. Once again, the oldest written documents do not authorize Christians to punish people they think are sinners. Jesus said they are to be loved. The horrible tortures visited on innocent victims of these pogroms in no way shows any kind of love. Pogroms and inquisitions were not part of the Christian religion, but just examples of powerful men corrupting what Jesus taught, replacing healing love with bloody hatred to maximize their prestige and power. Men and women today should definitely steer clear of these harmful ideas because these ideas are not part of the religion that Jesus taught. These teachings have been foisted on people by powerful men who profited thereby. Men and women should have no fear of following the original teachings of Jesus. Many look at the Christian world and see an organization as severely restrictive, limiting the happiness of its adherents by loading them down with all kind of restrictions. They see God as a severe judge, just waiting to pounce on the sinner, a nasty being, out to get normal people. And so the quality of life of humans is significantly reduced since it burdens them with so much guilt. All because of the Christian religion. It ain't necessarily so. The New Testament contains so many of Jesus' teachings and parables that oppose this idea. God is not depicted as an unloving taskmaster just waiting to punish his creation. 
Rather, he is described as a welcome father, a nurturer of the weak, a healer of the suffering. After the New Testament was written, certain unprincipled men introduced the ugly concept that God is always ready to destroy the sinner. They did this for their own gain to establish the need for a clergy to protect their flock from falling into the hands of an angry God. That a Christian should live a life burdened with an overwhelming sense of guilt was never taught by Jesus. That a clergy was needed to protect people from this angry God was never a part of the original plan of Jesus. God is not malevolent, just waiting to punish every sin according to the picture that's in the Bible. He is beneficent, ever ready to forgive us our sins without the necessity of a clergy to participate in the process. Jesus came to give us an abundant life. He didn't come to punish us. Men and women today should not follow groups that teach man-made corruptions of Jesus' teachings that burned mankind down. Instead, they should willingly strive to listen to what Jesus taught about living the abundant life. Then there's sexual behavior. Many of the sexual restrictions that Christian groups impose on their adherents have caused much guilt, pain, and suffering, not only for the ones believing in these restrictions, but also to those with whom they interact. Many Christian groups have been indoctrinated with the idea that sexual intimacy, even between married couples, is inherently dirty. Certain powerful men taught that God meant that the forbidden fruit described in Genesis 3 and verse 3 was not a fruit at all, but sex, despite the fact that there was no indication he was talking about it in allegorical terms. These men said that Adam and Eve did not eat a literal fruit, but that they had sex, which they say God had forbidden them. As a result, every act of sexual intimacy between men and wife was dirty, a sin that had to be confessed to a priest in order to have forgiveness. Therefore, the feeling of guilt for engaging intimacy with one's spouse arose. This was not good for mental health. Perhaps even worse was the doctrine that men who wanted to be priests would remain celibate so that they wouldn't have to be dragged into the sin of sex, that they could be set on a pedestal as exemplary individuals. This teaching led to many priests secretly having sex in either hetero or homosexual ways. Many resorted to the thousands of acts of pedophilia that have been documented, all because of the Christian religion, but it ain't necessarily so. The oldest documents we have concerning this subject, there is never a mention that sex in marriage is to be avoided as sinful. The text of Genesis 3 states that Adam and Eve were told not to eat a certain real fruit. That's all. They disobeyed God and were turned out of the garden for this disobedience, not because they supposedly had sex. The allegorical construct was added by certain men. That all sexual intimacy is a sin, that people should abstain from marriage for that reason, is not in the teachings of Jesus in our oldest and best documents. It was added later by certain powerful men. That sex is inherently dirty has not been taught by Jesus or his apostles according to the earliest documentary evidence. People today should avoid any organization which teaches a corrupt version of Jesus' teachings propounded by certain men. They should flock to Christian groups that correctly teach Jesus' doctrine.
Most church people assume that the Christian restriction on masturbation is taught in the scriptures. This comes from Genesis 38. For hundreds of years, both male and female masturbation has been taught as being extremely sinful. This leads to parents punishing, beating, maiming, sometimes even killing their children when they caught them masturbating. Even if they weren't caught, boys and girls had feelings of guilt and low self-worth after the act. Many people were severely hurt by this guilt, and many others' lives were changed for the worse by their shame, all because of the Christian religion. It ain't necessarily so. Reading the entire text of Genesis 38 reveals that Onan was supposed to impregnate his brother's widow so his dead brother would have an heir. But knowing the child would not be his, the scripture says whenever he went into his brother's wife, he would waste his semen on the ground so as not to give offspring to his brother. What he did was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and he was put to death. That's Genesis 38 verses 9 and 10. This has been taught to be a case of male masturbation because Onan was put to death and has been made a foul mortal sin. Yet the text describes coas interruptus and not masturbation. Because it was his duty to give his dead brother an heir, the Lord killed Onan because he was being selfish, not willing to give offspring to his brother. The earliest and best recordings we have of the teaching of Jesus, the New Testament, we see no doctrine at all concerning masturbation. Indeed, the whole Bible, there is no doctrine concerning the topic except the misunderstood passage concerning Onan. Certain powerful men who ordain that masturbation is a foul sin are only speaking from their own opinion and binding people to man-made laws. Jesus never taught such prohibition. That masturbation is a sin is not taught by Jesus or his apostles in the oldest record we have. This prohibition is not part of the Christians that is taught by our Lord. It was a construct made by controlling men to further their own agenda of continually making the people feel guilty so that a clergy was needed to assist them in obtaining forgiveness of their sin. People today should not follow any religion which teaches prohibitions that Jesus did not authorize. Rather, they should only respond to what Jesus originally taught in the New Testament. Mankind has partaken in drinking alcohol for thousands of years, except for those belonging to a few religious organizations. All people partake of alcoholic drink, but followers of Christ should be teetotalers, that is, complete abstainers from all alcoholic drink, is a common belief among people. Many deride such beliefs since the vast majority of population consume alcoholic drink. They can this restriction is another reason why Christianity is bogus and not fit for normal humans. Certain countries, for example in some cities and counties in the USA, there are laws against production, sale, and consumption of alcoholic beverages. Indeed, there was a countrywide prohibition from 1920 through 1933. This allowed the criminal element to profit from illegal supplying of drink, bootlegging, as well as prompted much crime and violence as different factions sought to gain more of the profits. Not only were many of these bootleggers killed during the years, but many innocent people died as well, including many police personnel. Prohibition caused much pain and suffering to many people, all because of the Christian religion, but it ain't necessarily so. An inspection of the New Testament, the earliest documented evidence of Jesus' teaching shows a different story. 
The only restriction found in the pages of the New Testament is that men were not to engage in drunkenness, not a complete absence of alcoholic drink. Jesus turned water to wine at a wedding party. Surely if one sip of wine was a sin, he would not have worked this particular miracle. From our earliest document evidence of the New Testament, Jesus never taught that his followers must be teetotalers. Certain powerful men put themselves in God's seat to modify Jesus' teachings by instituting this man-made restriction of teetotalism to increase the guilt and shame of those who stoop to take even one drink. This provided another reason for a clergy. These men claimed a clergy was needed for the guilty ones to achieve forgiveness for drinking even a drop of alcoholic beverage. Today's truth seekers should reject any group saddles restrictions upon its adherents that Jesus did not speak about. All through history, Christian, the Christian religion has given the clergy a special powerful position which many have abused to the detriment of their constituents. The hierarchy of clergy at the top and laity beneath them was responsible for many deaths and poverty in day-to-day -day life. This was due to the economic advantage of the clergy that was given to them at the expense of the laity, all because of the Christian religion. But it ain't necessarily so. Early in the years after the Christian church was established, certain men propounded the doctrine that there were to be special men, originally known as priests, later ministers, vicars, pastors, etc. They were the top of a hierarchy. However, in the earliest documents, all Christians are described as being priests and a royal, a royal priesthood. The original record has no special office of clergy. Also, the original record tells us there was not to be any partiality or favoritism in the church. There was never to be a hierarchy of power and privilege. Jesus' church blueprint as found in the earliest manuscript did not specify that certain men should lord it over the people or enjoy privileges and superior economic conditions at their expense. Powerful men invented concepts that are plainly not taught in the early documentary record so that they could profit thereby. Today, those searching for truth should shun those organizations and said they should run to Jesus' teachings that show all believers to be a royal priesthood. So we see that the Christian religion that caused all these problems mentioned above is not actually the Christian religion. What is supposed to be the Christian religion characterized by all the other is not the religion that its founder Jesus taught. Rather than following the teachings of Jesus that men have modified, it is wisest to seek out those groups who follow the teachings of Jesus. This podcast was developed by Steve Gehrig. Any questions or comments should be directed to my email address, bird-legs at hotmail.com. That is bird-legs at hotmail.com.